Hey, this is Danny of This Curvy Life, and I want to thank you for joining This Curvy Life's first podcast. I'm so excited to be sharing this with you, and I wanted to do a quick intro um, and tell you a little bit about This Curvy Life and why we're even having a podcast to begin with. I started This Curvy Life in April of this year and I started it because I was looking for bloggers or just people in general that I could identify with and I just wasn't finding it so I decided I would take some time and write content that I was actually interested in I love to travel I am 30 something years old I don't have kids I just have a puppy. Her name is Barkley. She's seven months old. She's so cute. Anyway, (laughs) I am in the travel, entertaining, and style. And I'm not trying to be the next Kardashian. I'm just wanting to be me. And I'm not, you know, young and trying to figure out life. I'm trying to enjoy mine right now. So I decided that I would start writing about things that were of interest to me. And so I started writing about fashion accessibility for all women including plus size women which I happen to be and a lot of people responded positively about that and then I started posting on Instagram about places that I would go and people started asking me questions about travel and how I did certain things or what would I suggest to do certain you know go in places that I would go to so I decided I would post about those things on the blog so I did and every time I would write a post I would finish it and I would feel like oh man I wanted to say this I wanted to share this or this little tidbit and I decided that a podcast would be better I would write the blog and then on the really good uh, subjects I would come back and I would share on the podcast so that's why I'm here and I decided to name it this curvy life because life has been that way for me there have been so many ups and downs and around the corners and around the bends so I decided to name it this curvy life so if you want to be in touch with me you can follow me on social media everywhere instagram facebook twitter tumblr i am under this curvy life at this curvy life and you can go to the blog at this if you want to submit any questions for the podcast you can send those emails um and questions to this curvy podcast at gmail.com and let me know if you want to remain anonymous because We don't have to just talk about travel. We can talk about anything um, and we'll figure it out here together. Okay, so I'm so excited to talk about our first subject, which will be travel. And I got quite a few questions from you guys. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for supporting and sending questions so that it's not just me yammering. It's kind of me and you yammering. Okay, in one second, I'm going to answer your questions about how you can travel farther, not spend up all your money and make the money that you are spending work for you. Be right back. I'm so excited to be sharing, you know, this first travel segment with you guys. And I wanted to share my super crucial travel tips with you that I wish I knew 10 years ago so that I could have been traveling further for less money um, a lot sooner. So I would share with you that number one thing that I have learned is that you need to get involved with loyalty programs. So for instance, I fly Delta primarily. If I'm not flying Delta, I fly American Airlines. And when I fly Delta, every single flight that I take is a 
associated with my Sky Miles number, and that's their loyalty program. And so I cum- accumulate miles so that I can use those to fly on other flights. Now, if you're like me, I do not travel for business primarily for my work. I actually work from home. So how can I get enough miles, right, to fly for free? Well, you need to start accumulating them um, two ways. You can accumulate your miles. This is the second point. You can accumulate your miles through a debit card or a credit card. Those are the primary ways outside of I'm going to buy a ticket and I'm going to fly 500 miles. So most people know about the credit cards. And if you want, you can open a credit card. Um, American Airlines has, I'm sorry, American Express has one of the best um, cards for Sky Miles, but you need to have a very high credit score. And a lot of people, they're like, look, I don't even want to deal with that. Well, little do people know some banks still have debit cards that are associated with their favorite airline. So what I would suggest you do is reach out to your bank, find out what kind of um, programs they have for their debit cards. You do have to pay a maintenance fee for these kinds of cards, but for every rent payment that I make or gas uh, tank that I fill up or groceries that I buy, I use that debit card and it gets me the miles I need so that I can fly a lot more than I normally would. So let's say you spend $20,000 for your food and your rent every year. So for those kinds of debit cards, particularly the kind that I have, every purchase that I make, every dollar, it goes, I get a mile in Delta Sky Miles. So you will be able to do the same thing and accumulate those mileage. Does that make sense? So we make our money work for us so we can go and do more. Okay, so you've accumulated, let's say 20,000 miles. That's really great. So you want to use it for a flight. What I would suggest that you do is you would shop around for miles. Um, sometimes I'll go on Delta's site or I'll go and use Google Flights, which I'm going to touch on in a minute. But if you take a look on Delta's site, you can see that one flight might cost you 15,000 miles to take the that flight at, I don't know, 7 p.m. But if you took it at 8 a.m., it's 8,000 miles. So I shop my miles. I don't just waste them. I try to use them as carefully as I can because I had to be very smart to get them. So be kind of stingy with your miles because the airlines will gobble them right on up and you can have two flights for the price that you paid for one flight using your miles. My other pointer for you guys is Google Flights. So anytime I want to go somewhere, I will search in Google and say, um, I'm going to fly from Atlanta to Miami. So I will put that in Google Flights and then I will look at the calendar and I choose the date that comes up that's cheapest and you'll be able to see the price ranges that are available. Those are some of my top 
tips. And I'm going to leave the link so that you guys can refer to these on thiscurvylife.com so that you didn't have to like take notes or anything like that. But I wanted you guys to know these tips because I really wish I knew these a couple years back. And we'll talk more about travel tips, but these are my top four and I'm hoping they'll be helpful for you. Okay, it is time for your questions. I want to thank you guys for submitting them to me. And if you have a question, you can email it to thiscurvypodcast at gmail.com. And I'm sure I will be able to work it into another episode. So here's our first question. Where are your favorite places to travel? And where would you recommend everyone go that may not be the most known spot? Um, I just came back from Chicago and I really, really love this city. I've only been twice. And from the very first time I went I really realized that I would move there if it didn't get so stinking cold I don't like being cold I'm from Miami I can't do it but Chicago is clean and fun it has the most unique people and restaurants things to see things to do I'm in love with that city. Um, Probably a city that may not be the most known. I would say in Georgia, the Blue Ridge Mountains are some of the most beautiful, most calming. Um, I have had an incredible time every time I go there. Um, One of the places that... I rent um, cabins from is Avenir Mountain Rentals. That's not sponsored. It's just who I work with. And they are the most professional and the most wonderful. So go check out Blue Ridge, Georgia. Okay, here we go. I have a question from Stephanie from Audio Oasis Podcast. So thanks so much, Stephanie, for submitting your question. Um, She wanted to know about essentials for wardrobes, especially if you're packing light. So I would say that in my carry-on, because I always only have one bag now, and one day I'll tell you the story about how I thought I was Rose from Titanic and had all these bags, and then I realized that Rose from Titanic had footmen to carry her bags everywhere, and here I was with like three bags in the middle of Barcelona and I was dragging them everywhere and had blisters on my hands. So that's out for me. So I always have one carry-on. And in my carry-on, I have three pairs of shoes. I have a flat, I have heels, and I have sneakers. I have one wrap dress, two pairs of black pants, three shirts that can be changed in and out, and a leather jacket. If you have those things, you have already like a capsule wardrobe that you can dress up or dress down with accessories. You can make it look chic with your jacket. You can wear it with the dress. I mean, those are my essentials right there. And you can wear them so many different ways. So those would be my essentials for packing light. Um, And okay, let's see. I think Stephanie had another question. Her question was about a go bag. This is like kind of on everyone's mind, right? With the world being so up and down. So for my go bag that I have, it has um, copies of my birth certificate and my driver's license. I have a list of phone numbers. Like who can remember anyone's phone number anymore? Nobody. Nobody. 
So I have a list of phone numbers and I have a number of a person that my entire family agreed that we would contact that is outside of our city in case um, there's an outage, like cell phone outage in our city. Sometimes it is easier for you to contact someone, let's say in New York, if there's a disaster in Atlanta. So we all have that number and we're all going to contact, call or text that person to let them know that we're all okay. And we also have agreed on a meeting place um, inside the city and outside of the city, just in case we all have to um, vacate uh, Atlanta, where I live. Um, What else is in my go bag? I actually kind of raided the travel section in Target and bought toothpaste, toothbrushes, deodorants, um, facial wipes. Um, you know, the necessary lady kind of things. And then um, my sister got me a really good uh, flashlight. Um, and it's uh, not battery powered. I think you like crank it. Um, and she gave me a little hand radio and one of those foil blankets, the little metal kind of blankets um, so that it can hold in heat. Um, we also got some water and those little tuna fish packages like it's a sandwich um, packet that doesn't spoil quickly so that's what's in my go bag so it's time for the final part of this curvy life's first podcast episode i cannot stinking believe it that we're almost done so every week or so (laughs) i publish a newsletter and in that newsletter i share my weekly obsessions and this week's weekly obsession is you guys and the podcast i've been so excited to share it I cannot believe that I actually am doing this. This is so exciting. And I want to thank everybody that has been so supportive. The people who have sent well wishes on the blog, because I've been talking about this for about a month. And all of you guys that sent shout outs on Anchor and sent me messages on Instagram. You guys are the sweetest. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. I appreciate you guys for checking out uh, thiscurvylife.com. Um, and I'm hoping that we'll have plenty more episodes to share uh, next week. I think I'm going to talk about fashion accessibility and why it's so important. Um, and we'll see wh- where this takes us. If you have a question, be sure to send your emails to this curvy podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere that you use social media and um, check out the blog at this curvy life com. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to the first episode. It means so much to me and I can't wait till we talk again. I can't believe I messed that up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye you guys. <laughs>